0: This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Hey, TalkTuners. Lately, I've been making some positive changes in my life, but it definitely wasn't easy, nor did it happen overnight. With the help of talk therapy, I've been able to grow and unlearn behaviors and beliefs that were causing me to feel stuck. Without a healthy mind, being truly happy and at peace is hard. The good news is therapy works. Whatever you need, it's time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help better is customized online therapy that offers video phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to, it's much more affordable than in-person therapy. And you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. And special offer to Stephanie and Stephanie Talk Tunes listeners, you can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash Steph and Steph. That's betterhelp.com slash Steph and Steph. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast. Hello, talk Tuners, and welcome to episode 22. I am Stephanie Myers. Hey, guys. I'm Stephanie Benya. 22, girl? My God. 22. Wow. 22. And we I'm are,
1: as usual. Us. Yeah, I'm impressed with <laughs> every other Wednesday. Like, we are here. And it's been nearly a year. We'll talk more about that. I we yeah. crossed that bridge, but it's been pretty close. So, I know we're excited because we have just endless things to discuss with you guys. Endless memories and a good one today that I know Mm -hmm. we're excited for. We'll get to it. But as you know, Pena, I'm still on a little bit of a concert high. From seeing seeing one of my favorite bands yesterday for the third time, Sparks.
0: Mm -hmm. I love these guys.
1: So they played very close to me, really uh, just a couple Mm -hmm. blocks here in L.A., These are, for folks who don't know, Russell and Ron Mayo, who are brothers and who Mm -hmm. are amazing. They've been around since the 70s. A lot of folks know them now who didn't know them thanks to the Edgar Wright documentary, The Sparks Brothers, that came out last year. And so they've expanded their fan base a little bit. But I've been a fan for a long time, saw them for the third time. Last night, they Mm -hmm. are so prolific. They've released dozens of albums. And the cool thing about seeing them live is they really pride themselves on replicating their album sound live and oh that's
0: cool that's cool yeah really cool
1: Mm -hmm. so they're not ones that like now we're gonna riff like nope they're like we're gonna make the sound like this and a couple reasons why that's incredible um is so Ron's the songwriter Russell's the vocalist they're 76 and 73 which I'm not good at uh ever guessing ages but I double checked that today because it's incredible that they do what they do up there and have been doing it for so long. And one of the things I love in particular about them, not only their production, uh, the album production, and attention to detail, but Russell's range, and everyone's mm-hmm. commented on it, is absolutely insane. They're, they're seemingly perennial perennially young to me, and mm-hmm. I always forget their ages, but so many of their peers that have been touring for so long Elton mm-hmm. John, others, the industry standard is you adjust down
2: the yeah. octaves
1: and you do slightly different arrangements for songs. That's a mm-hmm. that's a standard. You'll hear it a little bit differently, especially for songs that are older, songs that are in the mm-hmm. 70s and don't as high range. Standard mm-hmm. practice, but Sparks does not adjust down.
0: Not cool. and it's
1: wild. Yeah, it's wild the notes that he hits live. They're these octave jumping albums that they insist mm-hmm. on replicating in concert. And you're thinking, did Russell make a deal with the devil? How is this? How am I witnessing this? Mm -hmm. And it's incredible. But they have really been part of their, I think, ethos is we're going to make sure this is a really good life experience. And if Mm -hmm. you're into our albums, you are going to be into our shows. So a while back, they played all of their albums in concert, uh, one album per night. And it was about a month and they said even stuff we never play live, whatever. We're gonna play like a full album per Damn. night, yeah. And their mm-hmm. backing musicians were like, "Are you sure you want to do that? Like, what are you doing?" <laughs> but they <laughs> like, "Yeah, we're gonna do it." And last night, yeah, they did some deeper cuts, and it was just so awesome. And I loved that I got to see them for the third time because they're just so good. It was a sold out show. I've, as you and I talk about, Pena been. Both of us have been so fortunate to see so many concerts in our lifetime. Mm-hmm. I tried to do, try to start a list. and get anywhere, but it's been hundreds.
0: Uh, yeah. you know, I was like, oh, even I want to document mean, somewhere. Small but I, bands, right? I mean, and yeah, yeah, that's a great it. thing. It's like we see local bands, you know, that counts. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know if you're ever going to get a gauge on how many shows you've been to, girl. Yeah, <laughs> I, right. Because I, I was I trying. I was like, maybe if I start a spreadsheet, but yeah. I don't know. But it's been
1: a lot. And uh, and it mm-hmm. made me reflect back on my very first concert, which was the Beach Boys, age 10. It was minus Brian Wilson. I believe Mike Love was involved. Mike Love's always involved. And nice. I was 10 years old. I looked back on it recently. It was the Bayou in Houston mm-hmm. before there was mm-hmm. kind of a venue at the Bayou. And it was like a desert storm welcome back show.
0: Oh, wow. Okay.
1: Featuring the Beach Boys. And that was my <laughs> first concert ever. So I've been reflecting back. On yeah. that lately and thinking about just all these bands <laughs> that I've had the good fortune of seeing over the years. And then one that I've seen live several times, as I know you have, Stephanie,
0: mm-hmm. is
1: Nine Inch Nails. We both oh,
0: hell yeah. got mm-hmm. to see them
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> several times. And I'm really thrilled that today we're going to talk about Nine Inch Nails and Down In It, their classic Down In It. Fans. We're both longtime fans. I think that's one of the first things we connected on mm-hmm. 78 <laughs> when we were kind of, uh, we'd first met and we were just talking about music. We had so much to talk about with music, right?
2: And Absolutely.
1: we had gone to these, it was industrial nights at Atomic Cafe, a venue in Austin that became Elysium. Mm-hmm. And for industrial nights, early Nine Inch Nails was always involved there. So we'd be Dancing, industrial diet, so it was dance night, and yes. we had a good time, and we, it was a cool connection, because not everyone
0: is into that, genre-wise. Oh, yeah. It's a special breed, man, for sure. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, just bringing back a, you know, past episode, when we talk about my life, at throwkill cult, Um yeah. I saw them at Elysium, so yes, it is, they cater to just really, um, you know, off the wall, I mean, you know, just, I don't even know, I don't know, We're special. We're amazing. Two amazing music lovers. So good. So good. So I treasure that as like this early
1: kind of like Nine snails related memory that you and I had. Um, And then I know you and I went there. My uh, late friend Nick and I would go to those industrial nights to dance. And I think about Nine snails and I think about him. He was such a fan of Mm Trent's live staging and he was in that industry himself and design live shows and live experiences. So Nightshale just holds all these different memories for me.
0: Been through so many eras, right? Exactly. Like, we grew up with these fools. (laughs) Straight up. (laughs) Exactly. That's so true. Mm -hmm. And I know we grew up with them. Yeah. Kind of uh, through the years. Retrospective,
1: as it were. Yeah.
0: I think his wife is our age, Stephanie. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) So like literally growing up, like we're not that far away from age. It's, it's, it's crazy. I think he's maybe 10 years older than us, honestly. Yeah. 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 Maybe. Nuts. Nuts.
1: And he's Trent Reznor, for those uh, who don't know, Mastermind of Nine Inch Nails. Most folks who are listening probably know that, but if you don't, now you know. He has had such an evolution of his songwriting over the years. And for me, it's been fascinating to watch him develop as a songwriter who now scores these big name films. And he's actually an Oscar winner and a Grammy winner. And not many people can say that, I don't think. Yes. And it's taken um, seriously as somebody yeah. who's like, oh, he's a go-to, he's our go-to guy for scoring films. Mm. And he's mm-hmm. been pigeonholed as kind of this uh, angry young man, quote unquote, <laughs> early in his career. And he's said in interviews too, that he was writing what he knew, especially mm. at that time including channeling his struggles with anxiety and depression into his songwriting. So if you do listen to some of the early stuff, like Pretty Hate Machine, which Down In It is off of, you get this sense. It's like, oh, he's really channeling his struggles from that time, right? Mm -hmm. So it's interesting how that works. And with Down In It from that 1989 album, I will say Pretty Hate Machine is my favorite Night and Chanel's album. So I'm even doubly thrilled talking about that today. When you listen mm-hmm. to In Minute, you don't hear you don't hear anything like that on the radio. Definitely not no. before that time. Did Hell no. <laughs> didn't exist, right? Exactly. Didn't exist. It was a fascinating little history. The music video was meant to look like a snuff film. It was apparently investigated by the FBI. What? There's a lot of yeah.
0: No. Right? Like okay. a lot of
1: very bizarre Things that have come around related to that. I'm
0: just shocked. The FBI? Yeah. Like, come on. Wow. Yeah. It's not that serious. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> so
1: kind of funny. Uh, check mm-hmm. out that video. I think it is on YouTube, but they influenced a lot when they were coming out in that era. You, Stephanie, you mentioned My Life Thrill Kill Cult and that episode. Yeah. And we talked a little bit there too about how Nine Snails heavily influenced them. Within the industrial scene, but also vice versa.
0: Absolutely, mm-hmm. like this scene is so small, and um, you know uh, it's very tight knit. So you definitely any industrial artist, you can feel like if you hear min- uh, Ministry, they're uh, you know they're very popular industrial artist. Um, depending on which album, because they're just like Nine Inch Nails, very eclectic. But um, you can you can just feel those and hear the similarities. It's it's amazing. I love it.
1: Totally. Totally. And the interesting thing about them too is, especially with this song, you know, I call it my Nine Schnell's everything in the kitchen sink song in particular, (laughs) because, and I think you know what I'm talking about, but there's, there's so much going on here, but that's my favorite Mm -hmm. kind of song, right? There's a lot going on. There's these heavy synths, heavy Mm -hmm. synthesizers, very random, but great rhymes, feverish, active changes. Uh, It's, a great I put it on running mixes it's a great running song
0: yeah I gotta I gotta add that
1: it's yeah you know there's a lot it's a lot when you're listening to it but in a good way you're just kind of like rain rain go away come again some other day but Trent Trent makes that work if you heard that from another industrial band you'd be like are you just busting out with that yeah it would be lame but Trent does it it's gold it's gold no flies on it at all because it's amazing and anyway, it is one of our favorites. I will say, um, Stephanie, we've talked a little bit past you said uh, songs we sing our dogs. Watching that <laughs> in previous episode. Hey, yeah, uh, this is definitely one for me. It's like, I used to be so big and strong. No, my I right from wrong? I used to never be afraid. And I like to add, I used to be a puppy.
0: And I'll oh sing that. Oh, my God,
1: girl. To my dog, Chelsea, my previous dog, Adrian. And it's perfect. <laughs> It's perfect
0: I used to be a pup
1: <laughs> For them <laughs> yeah, feel like Trent nice. would appreciate that
0: You have to understand So listen to the song, I know you will And those who know it, I mean you're already laughing right But you don't know or understand her dogs They're uh she, Adrian was a rat terrier And Chelsea is a Greyhound chihuahua mix And these are so tiny little precious dogs So it's pretty funny They're that, tiny um, Yeah Yeah. So, are anyway, <laughs> industrial or these industrial borderline goth songs
1: they're, they're like is this my theme song I'm like yes it is it is your little theme song
0: you need so, to him a sweater to say I used to be a puppy Chelsea needs I used to life. be a
1: puppy <laughs> she does have a little skull and crossbone sweater that a friend Love gave it. her so she's got that so you guys hadn't figured out already of course one of our themes this show is our memories and stories connected to the songs. We're certainly, yeah, more of those where that came from today. And I when I think it. about, yeah, I think about Nine Chanel's too, I do have to share of the time when, so I've seen them several times. My friend Todd and I went to see them at Barclays Center in 2014. And I think folks know it's an arena, an arena show. And it was neither of our first arena shows by a long shot. We've both been to so many, but it's nine snails in an arena, which interesting place, right? It's not a club. It's he's playing to the transplant to the back row tonight. So we go to, we go to sit down. We go to take our seats and our usher comes around, takes us to our seat and takes us aside and goes, Hey, they're going to play for an hour and a half. And then the lights are going to go down and they'll leave the stage But don't leave. They will actually come back. They're going to play more songs. And we were like, did you just explain the concept of an encore to us? Wow. The Nine Inch Nails show. So that's one of my abiding Nine Inch Nails concert memories. I was like, wow, this is a new one.
0: Was the Usher old? I mean, like, I need more context. (laughs) I don't even know. (laughs) Maybe my age ish. I was like, I was like,
1: really? I was like, did we just get like an encore explained to us? So I even think Trent would probably find that funny. He'd be like, yeah, you know what an encore is Have you ever been to a concert. So that's one of my that's one of the memories I associate with just seeing Nine Inch Nails. But I know you and I both have so many memories, Stephanie.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, okay, wait, but this usher, I guess you can say he saved Trent. I mean, I guess, you know, Trent can just thank (laughs) this guy one day and be like, thank you so much for keeping the crowd enticed and letting them know that I was coming back. did me a solid. Really appreciate it. I'm sure Trent would love that. So, Trent, if you're listening, you need to find this usher and thank him. Just tell him right Right? now. Right? So, man, Nine Inch Nails, dude. Nine Inch Nails are just one of those bands. Um, You know, Steph definitely gave really great – intro into them. Um, I discovered Nine Inch Nails in middle school and it was from Alternative Nation. So I had seen, uh, videos from Pretty Hate Machine that was on rotation. And then I was just like, man, who is this? You guys are different. Different, That's just what it is. It was different. Industrial's different. And then, um, also as I reside in San Antonio, uh, the rock station at the time, uh, 99.5 KISS, they had an industrial rock hour on Sunday night. So what is it about Sundays and industrial? I right? don't know. Is that a I mean, yeah. thing? Yeah. And so I want to talk about industrial music just in general, because we may have some folks that don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so industrial music, it's, and this is my definition. It's okay. a type of music that incorporates electronic, heavy guitar, white noise, synthesizers, etc., to create a strong in your face sound that makes your heart pump, your head bang, and your feet move energizing music yeah like a hundred percent and yeah. it has groove this isn't like it, it it's got rhythm there isn't um you know it's not like synth pop or anything like that you know it's got yeah. rhythm totally. it's awesome and you know <laughs> when I was learning about industrial and just you know uh, learning about industrial music learn about nine inch nails random 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 memory <laughs> I was watching guiding light and, you know, the soap opera It's a child. Yeah, as a child, probably like 13, whatever. And I remember there was this gothy, edgy character who was fighting with her mother. She was like all dressed in black. She had the fishnet shirt, you know, black nails. And her <laughs> mom told her that she's moody because she listens to Nine Inch Nails. Amazing. I'm serious. Amazing. I was like, What? Oh my God. It just made them even cooler. So trick. So funny. Nine inch nails is even talked about in guiding light, bro. I love it. <laughs> right. And yeah. Oh my God. So yeah, I have definitely seen nine inch nails too many times to count. I've seen them, gosh, just, uh, you know, be headliners. I've seen them in support. They're, they're just great. Um, my, the last time I saw nine inch nails, was actually in San Antonio. It was for uh, they headlined what was now the defunct festival, River City Rock Fest, and it was amazing. Beautiful yeah. light show. I mean, just everything about that performance. If you see Nine Inch Nails, it's captivating. You don't even have to like them. You're going to enjoy the lights. You know, I mean. Seriously, I could take my mom and be like, hey, mom, just put some headphones on and just drown it out, but watch the pretty lights. And she'd be like, yeah. And I'd be like, hey, and Trent, too. He's a good looking guy. Yeah, she would agree. Yeah. And, you know, what was crazy um, about this River City Rock Festival is that um, the crowd, it it definitely had um, the bands before were metal, they had, uh, you know, just regular punk. I mean, Joan Jett played that day. Yeah. Um, it was, it's just a really cool fucking lineup. And, you know, so you definitely had folks all ages, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a particular, it seemed like a son and, uh, excuse me, like a, like a father daughter and they were singing to each other. Like they were jamming together. Right. Cool. Right. But not when they're playing closer. No! Nine inch nails. Yes, dude. So guys, for those that do not know or not into nine inch nails, like Steph and I are, man closer is a very sexual song okay i'm yes. just gonna say that and you should yep. not be singing that with your parent no or your friend no or anybody you just you should just sing that to yourself you it was yeah. wrong especially was like closer. This is, yeah they weren't standing in front of me and i was just like looking at jeff like what the flying fuck is happening right <laughs> here? like oh my god Closer is a song too I mean for folks That are our age And did a lot of clubbing um, You know You could go to a Mainstream club That would play Nothing but hip hop But one of the songs They're gonna play Is Closer Because it's a very <laughs> Sexual dancing song Like that That's true People yeah. Closer So for those folks That don't know Go best. listen to it uh-huh. um, And yeah You you would not Want to be singing that If you're a parent You don't want to be singing that With your son or daughter <laughs> It's just weird dude Weird <laughs> Um, anyway, that's a random memory. Nine Inch Nails. Um, another cool one that I have is that I saw, um, a perfect circle and Nine Inch Nails together in Dallas. That was like ultimate fucking badass show. (laughs) I talked about tool in the last episode, just saw them live recently. Um, so, and that's another band that's very, uh, you know, unique, you know, progressive metal is very unique. Um, and, uh, you know, Trent just surrounds himself with unique artists. And one person I do want to bring, up, um, love his first three albums loved when he came on the scene is Marilyn Manson. I know he's got a lot of shit on him now, so fuck him and his craziness. But the first three albums were produced by Trent. Smells Like Children, Portrait of American Family, Antichrist Superstar. Antichrist Superstar is a fucking masterpiece from beginning to end. It is amazing. One of my top 10 albums of all time. And also, you know, Stephanie, you mentioned about him scoring. Well, in the 90s, he produced two really amazing, iconic soundtracks from Nat- Natural Born Killers. You guys yeah. remember that Woody Harrelson and Juliette Lewis movie? Mm-hmm. That is that is a crazy movie. And I saw it one too many times in the theater. How was I let in the theater when I was like I was going to say, years? yeah, that's a pretty, pretty crazy ass movie. God you can bring those days back. Kids are too soft nowadays. But anyway, like, right, so I'm like, yeah, so Natural Born Killers, he produced that and he also produced Lost Highway, which is a David Lynch film. Again, you have it, David Lynch is another like cult following, you know, they're just not he surrounds himself with very unique artists, you know, and um it, it's amazing. So definitely if you didn't know about those soundtracks, um, you know, Lost Highway has David Bowie on it, it's got Manson, it has um, you know course nine inch nails and just a lot of different scores and stuff it's it's a trip it's a total trip total trip natural born killers is a nice mix as well and there's a really badass song called burn that nine inch nails does um on that soundtrack it's amazing and also just want to also mention you know his contributions to soundtracks The Crow. Stephanie, I know you and I, that's Mm -hmm. like one of our favorite albums. That's actually my favorite soundtrack. I think it's yours too, right? I think we've talked about, yeah, I want to say in a couple of past episodes in passing because
1: we both love it so much. And it's such a timepiece, I feel like of the period, but it's so, it's just so good. It's such a snapshot of what was going on at that time. Mm -hmm.
0: Absolutely. And so Nine Inch Nails did a cover of Joy Division's uh, Dead Souls, Souls, which is beautiful. Beautiful. So check that out. So um, Stephanie and I, I, when I think about Nine Inch Nails and I hear down in it, I think about Stephanie every time. So um, in the same vein of our previous episode, I talked about my Chevy Tracker being the club, right? So Stephanie and I really did bond over music. Of course, we're doing this podcast today, but we both really enjoyed listening to our music at high volume. volume. <laughs> and... <laughs> I remember just getting to know Stephanie and we're talking and just like, Hey, you know, what songs do you really like to jam out to? And she would have like her own basing party in her Honda Civic to down in it. Like the car would shake and she wouldn't give a shit. She's like, yeah. Cause like, seriously, like this, the song has got a lot of bass in it. It's crazy. And I'm like, hell yeah, man, this girl's cool. I can hang out with her. <laughs> Um, so yeah, definitely got on my super cool list when you told me that. I'm like, that's right, girl. That's right. So funny. Um, yeah. I mean, you have to imagine. I mean, in our, our time, dude, I mean, I'm, we're all about basing, you know, rap rock was a new thing, incorporating those cross genres, you know, I mean, it was a really exciting time for music. And, uh, when we were driving, we needed everybody to know about our phenomenal music taste. We just had to let everybody know. <laughs> and I was like, shit, man, That Honda Civic, and I still remember it with the fuzzy dice. Fuzzy um, dice it,
1: yeah.
0: yeah, And so it, that song, man, definitely, always, always always think about you, um, for sure. <laughs> and I'm glad that we were able to see them together in '9. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that was it's kind of a crazy but fun little story of when we got to see them together. But it was back in 2009. And we were back at the PNC Bank Arts Center in Jersey. That's the site of a number, really, of our stories here on the podcast.
0: Yes, go back
1: to the Chris Cornell episode for one to hear more of that. Uh, But we went out there to see. It was a double bill. It was Nine Inch Nails and Jane's Addiction. We went out to see them with our friends Jen and Gina. We also mentioned in a couple episodes. And we were like, "Oh man, this is going to be such a great bill." We're mm-hmm. just so excited. We, uh, we were both cool with lawn seats. Yeah. Folks may know where it's just amphitheaters. You could get under a pavilion or you can have lawn seats. So we got lawn seats for that show. We're like, hey, cool. Like, that's perfect. And I just remember it was such a funny and eclectic crowd for this mm-hmm. thing. It was – because Jane's Addiction, you know, nine 90s, those are very different. They're very different bands, but they have very different audiences and fans. For sure. So cut to the lawn where it's the goths mixing with the punks mixing with kind of the hippie ish types and from young to old, right?
0: Yeah. People you know who maybe yeah. were around
1: when Jane's addiction came out and like these new kids who are pretty plugged in as the kids are, but everybody's out there dancing on their blankets to this sold out show. and Everyone's like, it's almost like they made the lawn a dance club. Like they mm-hmm. were on a lit up dance floor dancing out on their blankets. So we had Trent, we had Nine Snails putting on the show. As you, as you talked about, Stephanie, they're known for their innovative staging. They're known for this, yes. uh, the robotic lighting elements and just this really innovative staging. And he has the ability to make, I think no matter the size of the venue, he has the ability to make it feel like an intimate club, even though we're out here in this expansive big outdoor space that actually would make would make it difficult to do that if you were kind of an amateur or you didn't know what you were doing but unless you're a pro like Trent Reznor who's like yep I got this and he, he made everyone come together that night you know he made everyone come together yeah
0: yeah thankfully we didn't see any like you know fathers and daughters singing closer together <laughs> just, you know so Dude. Bad. I don't so even bad. know I'm sorry I just can't let that go it's like it's, now that's but, intense. But yeah, that night was cool as shit, y'all, because it was a star-studded night. So yeah, you have two big-ass bands. You got you know Jane's Addiction. They're not they're not a small band. They're no. got big following. Um, definitely one of the most important bands of the '90s for alternative music, for sure. And then you have Nine Inch Nails. And then at the time, um, Tom Morello um, of Rage Against the Machine and Audio Slave. He actually had a super group with Boots Riley. Um, Boots Riley is a political, um, comes from a political hip-hop group, The Coop. And they uh, opened up for them. And the band's name was Street Sweeper Social Club. So, cool. dude, we saw so many icons, important people of music for our generation. Yeah. In one night. Yeah, yeah. in one night. Fuck. Fuck. You know? Wow. Dude, that's so nuts. So cool. Yeah. And folks, um, we do talk about, um, Tom Morello and his collaboration with audio slave of Chris Carnell. So check out that past episode as well. And I do have rage against machine stories that are pretty funny. So you want to listen. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so it was so great. And here's the deal though. This, you know, Myers definitely has the crowd down for sure. The demographic was all over the place. Well, the thing is, is that we had no idea that Nine Inch Nails wasn't the headliner, that Jane's Addiction was the headliner. Yeah. And so Nine Inch Nails, according to Setlist FM, played 18 songs. That wasn't enough. We are, like, pumped. Again, you know, going back to my definition of industrial, guys, you are moving your feet. Like, you are dancing. There's groove to it. And you're just like, yeah, all these emotions. And you're... Like, hell yeah! And you're in this trance, and you just you can't stop. And then all of a sudden, we have to switch gears. Yeah. And it was the weirdest thing ever because Jane's Addiction does have heavy songs; they have rock songs, but they do have a very psychedelic, very uh hippie type, you know, yeah. sound. I guess is what I can best say. Uh, yeah, degree, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yes. it was a total switch gears. It was so hard for me to calm down. I was like, yeah. my heart's all beating out fast. I'm all sweating, and I'm like, right. Now I gotta chill. Apparently, Pharrell's coming out and doing yeah. his magic, which is amazing. He puts on a which badass is. show. I've seen them a couple times as well. But <laughs> I was disappointed. I'm gonna lie. Right. Because I did should have been flipped. Because I'm like, dude, I'm pumped. Should have been flipped. And then, yeah. you know, I don't know. I, I don't know. Hot step. That was crazy. It was. And it was just, it was so funny that for whatever reason, it's like,
1: oh, you guys both sort of 90s centric. So we assume that you should be on a bill together. But when I thought back on it, it was just like, oh, man, these are not really overlapping audiences so much. It's not really overlapping fandoms. So it was Mm -hmm. just, and nobody, I didn't see, you know, the one thing is I didn't see any fights break out. It wasn't like it was antagonistic in the audience. It was just like everyone had their tribes kind of. It was this tribal, like, cool, I'm either waiting for my band or, like, my band just played. Like, all right, whatever. Uh, So it was kind of funny in that way, but it's still like, oh, what a juxtaposition. Nine
0: Inch Nails and Jane's Addiction together. It just, it's still kind of funny to me. I don't know why. The Ninja Tour, y'all. That was what it was called, the Ninja Tour. I guess we should have figured it out because right. ja, Jane's Addiction, I guess. Be, I don't know. I'm trying uh, to make sense out of it, but I had no idea. And our technology was not on point at that yeah. time to where I'd be like, yeah, guys, this is what they're playing. Yeah. Like Setless FM, y'all. If y'all have not checked out that site, you need to. Today, anytime you're going to go see a band, you can look through the archives of different sets that they've played. This is where I found out they played an 18 song set. Nine Schnells did. Um, It's great. It's just, I love, I love, love, love that site. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm just, uh, I'm over here like dancing, tapping my feet and shit, just reliving just yeah. that memory alone, and uh, and yeah, um, I'm going to base down in it today, and I'm going to think about you. I'm going to call you. Yeah, like, totally, and I love that you? that's a memory that you remember, which <laughs> it even remind me of being like, Myers over there shaking the car, He's freaking oh down in it. God.
1: But it's such <laughs> a classic, right? It's such a classic. Yes.
0: I'm so glad that Trent can bring us together, Stephanie. It's beautiful.
1: Right? I know. He just, like, he always finds a way, Trent Rester. He does. He always finds a way, but- so many Nine Inch Nails memories and so many connected to the music of Trent which is just he's just been across so many genres for so so long so i know we yeah i know we treasure those memories and also you know he's part of just i think describes like our musical identity really
0: mhm mm-hmm. and really formative for sure and you know the cool thing about Trent too just something i want to add really quick Um, For those that are Cure fans, The Cure, and we also have a great episode about them, Trent introduced them, inducted them into the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and his speech, y'all, oh my god, like, he's just talented, like, dude, like, he he gets a it's a badass feat, y'all. Just watch it. Like yeah. um, he just you know talking about what the cure did for him as an artist and what he's done, what they do for the industry in general. He pays respects, man. Trent's a good dude. Like he's he's just a good dude. I mean, he got rid of Manson too, so he's a good dude. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I really
0: enjoy I really enjoy
1: Trent and just have so many good memories tied to his music. And yeah, glad we could actually take some time and talk about him today and talk about his memories
0: absolutely absolutely so you know thanks guys for tuning in on this one i hope you learned something today or yeah. you are just like yeah hell yeah we know we were there who yeah. was at the show yeah. who's seen them live let's talk about our nine inch nails memories who was fucking lucky enough to see nine inch nails and david bowie play together in 94 Who was lucky enough to do that? I know our friend Lucy was lucky enough to do that. Whatever,
1: Lucy. Yeah, Um, unfair. I want to
0: hear, man. Nine Inch Nails, dude. They are amazing. I want to hear what our talk tuners have to say about this phenomenal group.
1: Yeah. And really excited that folks reached out and talked about, in some past episodes, different things that they've seen about bands that we've talked about, talking about their memories. Really cool mm-hmm. and would love it if uh, folks would reach out, share some Nine Channels memories. I will, as we did in a past episode, mention Good Pods because they are a great platform. Yeah. If you're kind of looking for a different place to listen to your podcasts, It's a great app and we would love it if you'd find us there. If you just uh, tap a quick rating for us there, that's fantastic. That really helps with our visibility. So just wanted to give a shout out to that really cool platform and we're on all of them, right? Penny, we're on all platforms.
0: We're everywhere. You can find us anywhere. And we're part of the Pantheon network, y'all. Pantheon, uh, great family, great, 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 great music pod family. So um, check out Pantheon's, uh, our sister and brother uh, podcast. You can find whatever your taste is. If it's metal, if it's country, if it's just, you want to know facts and there's all sorts of great stuff. So we're very, very, very grateful for, um, for everything. Thank you so much. And, uh, please, please, uh, reach out to us. You can email us, uh, email us at Stephanie's talk tunes at Gmail, or you can reach us on the socials, man. So on, uh, where our handle for IG is at Stephanie's talk um, find us on Facebook as well and TikTok. on Twitter. We are Stephanie's talk. And um we'd really appreciate everyone who reaches out. Um, you know, tell us your stories. We'd love to repeat them. Like yeah. let us know. I mean, it, that's what music is, right? Music is life. So we we want we want to hear it because I know y'all got some good memories. Who saw nine-ish nails at Woodstock ninety four? Like I yeah. mean, like I didn't know- Oh, I need to know who saw 94 because totally. I watched it on TV and that was crazy. Crazy. Just the, wild. Just wild. The mud, yeah. the mud. It was a mud fest. Nuts. Just anyway. nuts.
1: Yeah. Would thank love you, to Trent. hear. <laughs> yeah. Would love to hear from anybody who was there for that. Please do reach out because wow, to have a first person account of that show should be pretty wild.
0: <sighs> Man, for real. And thank you, Trent. Thank you for existing. We love you.
1: Yeah. Thank you, Trent. Yeah. That right. we're both fans from this episode. I think we've shown that <laughs> in different Absolutely. ways. And uh, just thank you, Talk Tuners. Love ya. Be back in two weeks. Peace out. Bye.